welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson, and we are here to talk about tips and strategies that you can employ to deepen your faith, improve your relationships, and just get the most out of your life. Thank you for joining. Let's get started. Welcome back to our Excel Still More podcast. Today, I want to issue a special challenge for the next seven days. Do not use the word priorities. In fact, I try to never use the word priorities. Did you know that before like 1940, that word didn't even really exist? You couldn't find the word priorities in literature or speeches. Even today, finding the definition of the word priorities is not easy to do, which is strange that it's not easily defined, and we'll talk about why as we move forward, and it wasn't even used before the mid-20th century, all of that is kind of strange because it's used so often today. Everybody is always talking about their priorities. You and I have both said it, right? We've got to get our priorities straight. If I can get my priorities right, I can do better in my service to God. If I can get my priorities set, then I can handle the most important things first. We have this concept, which is frankly kind of fictional for a lot of people because it so rarely comes together, that there is this set of dominoes out there, 28 priorities, and I've got to stack them best to worst. And if I ever get the stack perfectly ordered, then my life will be perfectly ordered. Well, that's that just sounds foolish, doesn't it? It's very hard to do. And I'll tell you why. Because we're using the wrong word. I'm asking you for the next seven days to not use the word priorities at all because they don't really exist. Let me explain. Before 1940, and even now in most dictionaries, you will find the word priority. Singular. Turns out, in all reality of usage, The idea of multiple priorities, by definition, is a fallacy. It is a false and misleading idea. Here is the definition of priority. See if this makes sense. The definition of priority is something that is more important than other things. Or you might say, the most important thing. So how in the world can you have priorities? Are there things that are more important than other things? You say, well, yeah, yeah, there are. Well, then which things are more important amongst those things? How do you order priorities among things that are prioritized? You say, well, I don't know. I guess in my life, if there are 20 things that I'm about, there are five of them that are top priorities. Well, that's good, I guess. But which of those is the most important thing? Which one of those is the something that is more important than every other thing? Now, when you get where I'm going with this today, and you're able to apply it as the Bible instructs us to, it's actually going to simplify things dramatically. Because when we have to pick out different priorities, things that are more important than other things, and then order those things, and then allow those things to fight amongst themselves to see what the one thing is, every day is going to be a mess. There'll be no predictability. It reminds me very much, and probably you as well, of what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6. He said, A man cannot have 
two masters. In other words, priorities. There can't be multiple most important things. It's not possible. And he's, of course, referring to God versus worldliness or material things in that text. He said, look, if you try to say they are amongst my most important things, what happens when they conflict with one another? Well, we've seen what happens. A lot of inconsistency, disappointment, and confusion. But when we understand that the word priorities probably shouldn't even exist, and we understand what it means to set our priority, now there's a word, to decide our one thing more important than every other thing, making sure that every other thing serves it. I'm here to tell you that's going to simplify your life in a marvelous way. We did an episode some time ago called The One Thing. This is very similar to that. In episode 10, I think it was, the idea is in any situation, you decide the one thing that's more important than every other thing. And you make sure that every other thing serves that one thing and always caters to it. What I'm here to tell you is that's the way life works, not just situations. Now, before we get into what that looks like and how it will have an effect on your life, let me give you an example. Let's say there's a company that has their big yearly meeting and they put 10 executives in the room. The purpose? To lay out our top five priorities. Okay, you see what I did there? Five things that are more important than every other thing. So they sit down and they brainstorm a while and they come up with five things. Success, integrity, quality, customers, and employees. Well, that sounds like a really good list. But the problem is by making all of them the most important things, you never know which one of them will be the most important thing. First of all, there will constantly be conflicts. What does the company do when they have an opportunity to make an extra million dollars, but they'll have to hide something from the customer? What do they do when meeting customer demands means they have to shave some things and benefits from the employees? It will become circumstantial, won't it? In the plethora of priorities, there won't be one. There will constantly be this decision on which to choose. There will be debates, arguments, division, and confusion. And usually what happens is each of the things gets put into its own box. And you just make a decision. This time, we're going to take down that box. Today, we're going to prioritize the money. And so we're going to choose the million dollars. Next time, we'll leave that box on the shelf and we'll pull down the customer box and we'll give a discount or something. Or this time, after much debate, we'll go with the customer demands and next Christmas we'll add a little extra money for the employees. The problem is, nobody knows how it's going to go, including the people who are involved, the employees and customers and so forth. The question is, how valuable is a set of priorities if they're constantly being prioritized or deprioritized from situation to situation? It just doesn't make any sense. It's a fallacy to think. You can have multiple most important things interchanged day in and day out. Okay, let's do this again, but this time let's do it right. The same board meeting, the same 10 people, the same five words on the board. Success, integrity, quality, customers, and employees. And they say, we are not leaving this room until we decide our priority. 
the one thing that matters most, the thing that every other thing will always have to answer to. And so they have a discussion. It's a big decision after all, because everything matters to them that's on the board. But they come away with a unified agreement. We choose integrity. This is who we are, and this is what defines us. Now, underneath that, they write the word success. We will choose success as long as it maintains our integrity. We will pursue quality. We will serve customers. We will honor employees only when and always when it honors the integrity of who we are. Let me ask you something. Does that make it simple? Well, it doesn't mean it'll be easy to do the right thing, but it means it will be easy to figure out what the right thing is. It is the thing that in no way violates integrity. Let me give you a real-world example. In 1982, Johnson & Johnson faced a crisis within their company. Seven deaths were reported from Tylenol bottles in Chicago, Illinois. The company Johnson & Johnson produced that product. Turns out, they found out later those bottles had been tampered with. But what should the board of directors do? Well, according to the idea of priorities, they've got a lot of options. Maybe we make it about the customer. Maybe we make it about money. Maybe we make it about what keeps the employees going. You know, who knows? But that was not the way they had ordered or structured their business. In a 1942, this is 40 years earlier, in a 1942 mission statement, there was a record with two simple words at the top. Customers first. That was it. It wasn't, here are all the things that matter most to us. You can't have things matter most. Something has to matter most. What's your priority? They stated it. So, there really wasn't much debate, was there? I'm sure it wasn't easy to do, but it was easy to know what to do. They recalled all bottles, costing them $100 million, and the stock price and shareholder happiness plummeted. But they honored their priority, and they did the right thing. So, let's talk about what this means for you. If I ask you on a sheet of paper to list the five things most important to you, or maybe if you didn't know where I was going with this, it just said, list your top five priorities. What would that list look like? For a lot of us, it may be something like this. Faith. Family. Brethren. Myself. And my job. I don't know. Yours may be something different. I'm just giving you a rough list. You would say, these are all very important to me. And if I said, okay, but which one is most important to you of those five? You would probably say faith, or you might say sometimes it's family, or you might say, well, I'd like to say faith and family, but the truth is sometimes my job has to come first. What a confusing, inconsistent, and unnecessarily difficult way to live. You've got all these decisions to make. There's this conflict within you this balancing act. And in all of that, you know, we just kind of rarely get that right. So before we look at a different way to order that, and really something I want you to think about all throughout the next seven days, just remember what Jesus said in Matthew chapter six. He said, don't do this. 
don't have priorities. He said in that verse, you cannot have multiple masters. You've got to decide which one is always above the rest, and then you'll figure out the rest. I think everybody listening knows Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. You could probably recite it. Seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness. We've got people out there who put righteousness, their family, their friendships, their job, it's all just kind of up there at the top. Jesus didn't say that. He said, seek ye first the Father's kingdom and the righteousness of the Father and all these other things, they'll work themselves out. So what if you threw out the idea of priorities and you maybe were even so bold as to go home to your family and sit them down tonight and say, okay, I need to tell you something. You are not my priority. They'd say, whoa, wait a minute. What do you mean? Don't we matter to you? And you would say, you matter to me incredibly. You're very important to me, and I love you very much. But you are not my priority. I can only have one most important thing. And by making that the most important thing, it will help me know how to serve and love you. That most important thing is Jesus. He is my priority. He is the something, or in this case, the someone who is more important than everything else. To quote the passage in Colossians, and I would encourage you to do some study in Colossians about everything I'm going to share with you in these last few minutes. In Colossians chapter 1 and verse 18, the Bible says this, He is also head of the body, the church, and he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, so that he himself will come to have first place in everything. For the Christian, Jesus is the priority. He is the defeater of death. He is number one. And just like in that board meeting, everything else has to go underneath his name. And any attention given to any of those other things has to first and foremost bring honor to him. And I'll tell you how I know we're on the right track with this. If you go read Colossians chapter 3, you'll know. In Colossians chapter 3, there are references to all the other things. Very important things, just not the priority. There is reference in chapter 3 to the family. Wives, verse 18, be subject to your husbands, but check this out, as is fitting in the Lord. Children, obey your parents in all things. Why? Because it is well-pleasing to the Lord. However, a husband serves a wife or a wife, a husband or parent to children, how that's supposed to go, what that's supposed to look like, it's not some grab bag where today, maybe it's the right thing with God, maybe it's not. I don't live like that. All of it fits under my allegiance to Jesus. I know exactly what kind of husband to be no matter what's going on in my home, because I only have one priority. He goes on to talk about brethren in this text. That was on our list of potential five. In verses 6 through 14, he talks about how much we love them. He talks about a heart of compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness. How will I treat my brethren? Well, usually it just kind of depends on where they are on the priorities list today. But I'm not living like that. Brethren are not on my priorities list. Jesus is is my priority list. And so, 
as a servant of Jesus, I will always use compassion, verse 12, kindness and humility, and on and on when I deal with brethren. Self, that was one of the options on your list of priorities. How you live your life, it's in this chapter as well. In chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, it talks about your life and how you live it, but it says, above all else, you're just seeking to serve Jesus. Your flesh will put to death everything that dishonors Jesus. I mean, think about how comforting that is. I don't have to worry tomorrow about which I'm going to choose. The choice has already been made. I will do the things that honor Jesus. And then lastly, somebody may put their job on the list, and there's some information in this text about masters and slaves, what kind of a boss to be, what kind of an employee. It becomes kind of simple when everything runs through honoring Jesus. Now, here's where you're going to have to trust me on this, because there is someone listening right now saying, that sounds great, but I don't know how that's going to work. I mean, what about those subcategories? What about when I have to choose between them? Work the extra shift or go home and be with my family? Or there's a conflict between family demands and the time I need to be spending with brethren. I'm just going to tell you, and you've got to trust me on this, if you decide that Jesus is your only priority and your family knows that and your brethren know that and the place where you work knows that, and you know that in yourself, all of those other things will work themselves out beautifully. You will balance them well. You will serve those people wonderfully. Because under Jesus, decisions become easier, and there's great peace when you make them. So look, I know we have a lot going on, a lot of things and people who are important to us, but for the next seven days, only talk about your priority and how everything else is affected by it, and experience the incredible peace that comes when you do not buy into the priorities fallacy. Thank you so much for listening today. We encourage you to check out the website, excelstillmore.life, where you can subscribe to emails, order the three-month journal, or check out past episodes. As always, please consider sharing this with people in your life who you think we can help. And whatever you do today in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, excel still more.